रोशनी का कारवा दिस पॉडकास्ट इज ब्रॉट टू यू बाय बैरियर ब्रेक सॉल्यूशंस प्राइवेट लिमिटेड एंड स्कोर फाउंडेशन Hi my name is George Abraham and welcome to this edition of Iway Conversations my guest today is a professor from IIT Delhi a uh, welcome professor uh, Balakrishnan to the show thanks thanks for George for this opportunity to talk to your audience uh, let's begin by uh, asking you uh, how did you get interested in science and what was your journey i grew up in a uh, place called pilani and there i actually lived in a campus my father worked in an institution a csir lab called central electronics engineering research institute all my father's friends colleagues are all scientists they were all building electronic systems so this was my journey from age 0 to 16 when i entered college so so it was very much like i enjoyed looking at what they were doing they used to have annually an open house where they will sort of throw open and all of us will go of course not when we are very young but definitely from 7 8 9 years we will see what are the type of things they are making in the lab finally ended up studying electronics at bitspilan and after i graduated i had a chance to join iit delhi as a scientist and that was a very important part of my journey which actually finally took me to assistive technology though this lab that i worked on was not an assistive technology lab so primarily this lab was working on defense mostly on naval equipment naval defense equipment they were trying to indigenize many of the uh, equipment in defense which they were actually importing at that time from russia or uk and so on and so forth but i started my career not just by building prototypes but actually building systems and which we had to install and show that it actually works on the ships very difficult environment both working in ships and testing them on ships but uh, this was uh, part of my uh, phd journey and that gave me a very different uh, outlook in life so i always uh, like to do things which finally start working in the field how do i get got into assistive technology It was a very very chance meeting with uh, dipendra manocha and uh, manocha met me and at that time he wanted a screen reader for emacs emacs screen readers at that time were not available and uh, and initially my journey was very sort of not really direct involvement i just used to get some project students and introduce them to dipender and dipender would actually give them some projects and you know my job was to just to broadly supervise them give them the grade so that you know they are happy and they work on the projects but the smart cane change all of it you know the smart cane on board and dot book uh, these three in principle Uh, have the potential of being revolutionary uh, so can you tell us a little bit about each of these products yeah so the smart cane journey started i think almost in 2005 so uh, after working for a couple of years so dependent though he came up with this uh, a need for a device which actually can detect obstacles which are knee above and doesn't have a footprint on the ground so it can actually uh, prevent upper body injuries when people walk with a cane and he said this was a big challenge and there were no solution available and in environments that we live in there are a lot of things which are overhanging there's a tree branch or an open window or an air conditioner room cooler sticking out on a corridor and these are not visible so to say from the cane 
And so we need a device which is you know, near above. And we started working on it. And of course, there's a very important part of the journey is this student called Rohan Paul. Okay, so uh, no journey is complete till you have you know, such bright students who are part of this, your team. So he was, uh, came with a very interesting background, both parents being in all India Institute of Medical Science, grew up with a very strong background of giving back to society. There was a team, of course, there were four people, but uh, clearly he provided the leadership and uh, made in the three years that he started, you know, they started when they were in third year. And by fifth year, we had many prototypes, three or four prototypes. And in this journey, we also met Professor PBM Rao, who is the other very strong pillar of the lab so because we wanted to prototype and 3D printing had just come to the campus and it was being handled by Professor PVM Ross lab. So uh, this was uh, 2006, seven that time period. And we went to Professor PVM Rao and he was so happy to sort of help us and give his own ideas of 3D prototyping and, you know, came a, let's say, lifelong partner for us to technology with us. And, uh, and then we came up with prototypes, but after the prototypes in SmartCane, we struggled a lot to actually get into production or anything closer to production because we realized that what students can do, we have achieved. Now we have to actually have an industry partner and we advertised and very interestingly, uh, Phoenix Medical Systems, uh, Shashi Kumar from Phoenix, he actually applied to become our partner. Two people applied, we chose him. And once he sort of saw the product and we started discussing, he realized that it requires fire bit of investment. We went from one ministry to another, at least three ministries I sent proposals in partnership with Phoenix. Right. Everywhere the challenge was that they would fund us, but not the industry partner. And then the Welcome Trust came in. What about the product on board? That sounds very interesting too. So the on board was funded by tied program, uh, two phases of onboard. So this essentially has uh, visually impaired people to board public buses. And we have done extensive trials in, first started in DMTS buses in Delhi, but then we did a very major trial in Mumbai. 25 buses of best we installed, 21 users. And XRCBC was a major partner. Yeah. Uh, and you know, his team helped us to get the blind users and so on. Yeah. Very successful. Best was very happy with it. They gave us a letter that we will put it on all our 8,000 buses, but we're still looking for funding. We couldn't go beyond it. We came back, again did a set of trials in Delhi, miniaturized it. So it's ready to go for production. And only thing is, the it's still stuck because nobody wants to fund a large-scale installation. And our idea is, unless we do trials with large-scale installation, we cannot go for regulation. Finally, it will be a regulatory requirement that the buses should be accessible. That's the only way the buses will invest. Though the investment is not much, 5,000 rupees per bus is not a big investment. And the user's device will cost three to 400 rupees. And we did not realize it, but though we developed it for visually impaired, it actually helps a range of users. It actually helps any user who needs help for boarding. This particular device, by an audio feedback, alerts the driver and the conductor saying that there is a person who needs help, wants to board the bus. And this was pointed out by, not by us, by the best people, uh, Mumbai, that, you know, your device is more universally applicable than what you claim. If you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness, please share the IWA National Toll Free Helpline number 1-800-5320-4300. The number is 
So what I want to check is that this onboard is this a one piece device or there's something yeah. that the uh, that the beneficiary or the blind person also has in in no, his we hand. have two solutions the, so the now we have a universal solution yeah. so we have one is of course the device goes on to the bus which is a basically a controller and a speaker and an RF communication device it's installed at a prominent place in the bus uh, just next to the entry uh, front door entry door so that people get an audio cue for boarding the bus. The other right. device, either a uh, visually impaired person can use a mobile. The challenge is the range will be very small. Yeah, They can only uh, check the bus around 10 to 15 feet when it is. But if you want a larger distance, then we have a handheld device, which works on RF communication. And it's a very small device. So it is, you know, just like uh, maybe your, you know, slide changer or you know, not much smaller than a TV remote. So, so there are several buses coming, stopping and going. This device is a very simple user-friendly device. It has only two buttons on it. Yeah. Both braille marked. One is a query button. Another is a select button. So yeah. here she presses the query button. And the query, what it does is it gets an RF sig uh, signal to all, all the buses in the neighborhood, hear that and respond with their own route numbers. This device collects all the root numbers. It is all RF uh, yeah. and reads out the root numbers one by one on the hand, the device that the user has or on the mobile. The user has. Right. So now the user, if they, any of the root numbers of interest, let's say it reads out 501 and that's of interest, then at that time, he or she presses the select button. As soon as he presses the select button, that particular bus starts picking out 501 on his speakers. Right. That becomes the audio cue for the, even if the bus is moving, he can wait for the, because the people can sense it's moving. Audio cue is moving. Yes. And each time he or she presses the button, then it will again speak out 501. So he can get oriented towards the entry door and board the bus. It's a globally unique device. There's no such device. We have a patent on it. So, you know, everything is nice about it. Very uh, inexpensive. This is a very fascinating uh, product. So let's move on to the next one, which is the, your dot book. Uh, tell us a little the bit dot about the dot book. It's a refreshable braille display. Yeah, so it is. A, it's a commercial name is dot book. So it's a refreshable braille display. So we had two versions launch, which is twenty cell and forty cell. Uh, forty cell is a more interesting one because twenty cell there are now market competition is available. Alternate devices are available at uh, sixteen cell and twenty cell with the braille keyboard. But this forty cell is with the QWERTY keyboard. So people who are familiar with laptops and so on and so forth can very quickly change over to this. And it's fully featured. It has email, it has document editor, it can, you know, you can browse the web, all of it, you can do it on the, using the Braille 40 cell display. The device is functional device is also in low volume production. We did have a problem even after the launch, we had some problem in terms of reliability of mass production of cells. Yeah. But that's all now sorted out. And, you know, first, uh, uh, so we have two orders now. We are servicing one order. We are almost done 25 units, another 25 units uh, export order. So that's also going through. So the issue essentially is now we have sort of broken the challenges and you know it will scale up. Now we need uh, basically uh, some type of large, uh, some organization which will do a sort of a big volume order because producing in small volumes and selling is always a challenge in the space because you know the costs become very high when you do very small batch sizes. So you need to do large batch sizes and we are, talking to people and you know if it gets into adip scheme or some other schemes which are useful 
and at uh, 70000 75000 rupees that's uh, roughly the price of this device so which is uh, anything comparable is 2 and 1/2 to 3 lakh rupees so as i understand it this product though everybody is now talking about computers and e text and all that this uh, dot book actually enables uh, people to continue to read in braille no so the point is uh, i am not sure how uh, at any point of time only through audio a person yeah. can learn mathematics right i know i don't think it will happen yes audio will replace even for not even for sighted audio is becoming much more common for but if you want to do some serious studies you still have to write and if you have to write you have to read okay correct, correct. how do you read and write without braille so as far as the blind people is concerned braille will remain it will use will come down it has already come down but if it gets completely eliminated i think then lot of professions and lot of education will go away for access will go away because it is still not possible to do lot of things in purely in audio i was reading about the race line foundation so tell us a little bit about this and what does it what does it actually do so race line foundation is actually a non profit startup that we have started which actually is into tactile books and production of tactile books and tactile diagrams so the story is quite interesting when we did the smart cane so at yeah. one point in time we wanted to do manuals for self learning manuals for the visually impaired for smart cane yeah and so uh, our students want to explain how the actually ultrasonic ranging works okay because part of that manual because that right. was the fundamental thing and they wanted to do diagrams and then this we all of us thought that it must be easy they went from place to place and we realized that how primitive way the diagrams was made and in contrast we also had access to because of this uh, welcome trust funded it and each time we had to a uh, few times we had to go to london to defend the project to make presentation so we were visiting uh, royal national institute of blind rnib in london very frequently what we saw there was fantastic tactile you know very good quality tactile books in geography and then we realized that the reason there's absolutely nothing here so there are blind schools which are tactile diagrams but this is all the effort of the teachers there who make this diagrams and whenever you know they have the time and energy they make it available to the students but there's no no book available and actually the most of the blind schools will tell their students that diagrams are outside the scope you don't have to bother just bother about the text right which again you know science education is not possible so then we took up a project meti was uh, very helpful they gave us a center of excellence in tactile graphics and uh, we reduced the di- cost of producing these diagrams so at that time the diagrams abroad were being produced at around 150 rupees per page we brought it down to 20 rupees per page we were the first to use 3d printing for making the tactile you know masks you can say so the uh, molds which actually are used for thermoforming and we created that software and everything associated with it through the center of excellence work closely with ncert converted some of their science books science and maths books into this and went to some schools and tried with some of the children they were very happy got a lot of feedback a lot of improvements and today now we have uh, uh, so today somebody wants to actually get a book converted into tactile they just have to approach raceline foundation they will provide end to end support To support our work with the blind and visually impaired you can visit the donate page on our website www.scorefoundation.org.in 
प्लीज नोट www.scorefoundation.org.in It's really encouraging that uh, IIT Delhi and other professional technical institutions are getting into using technology to make life easier for people who are blind and visually impaired. Uh, so, what are some of the other projects? We are into three very different and very interesting projects. So, one is uh, what we call mobility assistant for visually impaired. So, this is a project which is uh, video based and uses all latest AI techniques to look at. mobility issues in the indian context even when i walk on as you know in the campus which is relatively i would say much more safer and not crowded and so on so forth it's not unusual to have a dog sleeping on the ground okay uh, you know so now uh, it need to be detected it's a safety issue because you don't want to go and hit the dog so dogs uh, cows uh, signboards and faces which are familiar so we have a device which will take a video stream now prototypes are there so there still to be lot of work has to be done to optimize them to come to a level where we can use it so and it what it will essentially do is your mobile is your interface but the device has a camera and it has a very strong processing unit and it's a neural network based so it's a ai based solution so they require a lot of computation but uh, they have been now well trained and we get you know 90 95% accuracy on most of these tasks so you know in india the signboards are very often multilingual for example delhi most of the signboards will be hindi and english so even to separate so most of this uh, ocrs will not work because ocrs won't know what language first of all it is and convert some garbage so we are we are separated hindi and english converted into and then create the you know create the information that is actually required for the vision impaired to move so this is one project which is uh, prototypes are there it will of course take at least 2 years to reach a stage where we can say that users can use it but first set of user trials will start in under 3 second project is a project called ravi reading assistant for visually impaired again our focus has always been looking at stem text issue is solved so if you have a pdf text document you can you know clearly use the present screen readers and there's absolutely no challenge but when it comes to equations when it comes to tables when it comes to diagrams making it more comprehensible making it you know work well is a challenge and in many cases the very legacy software has been used so it's a completely is a more later created document challenges are less word has more challenges if you take a word doc and convert to pdf it has more challenges but if it's a legacy one some publishers old publishers uh, 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 documents those are just don't work so this we have a set of tools now which is actually be able to put together in a accessible epub format so a lot of work we have done so for example removing so if there is a if on the pdf document you have a watermark this watermark has no use from a visually impaired perspective that that will garble the document how do i identify and remove a watermark they are running footers or running headers the so same every page has the same or chapter name at the top that again will garble up the document because they will come at some point in time and if the user doesn't know it's actually a header or a footer it will just make nonsense out of it so cleaning up all of these documents and making mathematics accessible so this is one set of projects we are going on and this is uh, uh, we have again you know uh, first set of uh, uh, not user trials but at least our own validation trials in a month or two we will begin 
a lot of tools are ready and uh, it will be a web accessible system. You can go to the web, deposit your PDF and get converted. And the third project, which is, I think is a very interesting uh, project is to make indoor spaces accessible. Now with Google and so on and so forth now, outdoor spaces mobility has improved for everybody, not just for visually impaired, but for sighted also. And these are accessible because, but what do you happen as soon as you go to a public building? How do I reach office? How do you, today everybody is dependent. So what it works on is it works on uh, basically Bluetooth beacons installed at uh, strategic places within the building, an indoor map of the building, and the map gets downloaded onto your mobile. And now we also interfaced it to things like uh, OpenStreetMaps and later on to Google Maps. So that means it will be a seamless integration between coming from outside, entering the building and traveling within the building and going to your own floor and own office that you are interested in. So this project is at present on pilot trials at RP Center in Ames, uh, NAB in Delhi. So we have, have the installation and one of the colleges in Delhi University has approached us apart from our own uh, SIT building that we operate. So this is a very preliminary trials. So, and uh, uh, no, I would at some point come and seek the support of the community because just like either we will do it within RLF, if we can increase the object of RLF or at some point in time, we would actually like to scale it up and create a company out of this effort so that actually buildings become accessible. Because I strongly believe that what happens in the lab will remain in the lab, students will graduate and the project will be wound up. You know, I, I'm also has not much time now to retire. And that's it will happen. So it has to become, go out of the lab into a company or you know, for profit or non-profit. That's of course the challenge. Thank you very much uh, for this time that you've given us, Professor, and more power to you. And I hope more and more people like you come forward so that young people in our technology space take up uh, you know, technology for people with disability as their vocation in life. It will be wonderful. So thank you very much for your time. This podcast was brought to you by Barrier Break Solutions Private Limited and Score Foundation. Yeah, Roshani. 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 Roshani.